podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. A new paradigm is on our doorstep. Having the tools to navigate through the new normal for a successful, fulfilling, and prosperous life is now possible with my practice of connecting, the next level in self-help, the step beyond meditation. Indira Dial Dominguez Valeria interviews Indira For many years, Indira's mind was on a journey of its own, telling her that she couldn't be who she wanted to be and keeping her from her own calling. She went from job to job, stayed in relationships that didn't serve her, all because she didn't want to be alone and continued to listen to what her mind was telling her she needed to do to be happy and satisfied and fulfilled. As a result, She lost herself, and life had no meaning. With nowhere to go, she finally turned towards the answers found from within the self. She began connecting. Connect, listen, trust, act. Four steps that gave her direct access to herself on demand. It was here that the answers and guidance unique to her arose unfolding a life that changed every aspect of her life. Relationships, career, health, and well-being, living her purpose, experiencing each day from the inner knowing of her big self. With her four-step method of connect, listen, trust, act, she eliminated stress, anxiety, concern, worry, and fear as a way of living. Each day, the actions that came from herself provided a pathway for what was needed to move her life towards what brought her the most joy, real peace, and a sense of inner contentment. She discovered that in order to live our lives from a place of true purpose and fulfillment, we must first place our faith in ourselves. Most importantly, the self. We have entered a new paradigm where everything we know about how to be successful has changed. From the mind, you will go down the same old pathways that you know, hoping for different results. Discover the power of the self during these unprecedented times in living with real freedom as you release the mind to connect, listen, trust, act from yourself. Indira. Her online programs and memberships are specifically designed to access this part of you, yourself, 
so that you can change any area of your life beyond what you thought was possible. To learn more about Indira and her work, please visit indiralife.com. Here is the interview with Indira Dial Dominguez. In your own words, who is Indira Dial Dominguez? <laughs> <laughs> Valeria, you always come up with these amazing questions. Uh, well, who she is, is someone who has been on a journey to self-discovery and um, have spent most of my life really being about people. And um, I remember when I was a kid, my mom said to me, do you have to smile at everyone and say hi to everyone? And I, I really think that embedded in me is, you know, like just a human spirit because I never saw colors. I never saw I, you know, like what someone looks like or so on. It seems like I always connected to the essence of who they are. And so a lot of what evolved for me is my, that was my passion. And that became the journey that formed what I do now and what I bring out to, for people in their life. So before we talk about some of the topics in your book, I will be asking you some warm-up questions, as I mentioned, off record. <laughs> the first one has a lot to do with life, so it's an open question. What is life to you? What is this experience? Uh, not about, but what is it? Oh, what a great question. And you mentioned the title of the book, and the other part of the title is A New Paradigm for Living Life. For me, what we're doing here is really having the opportunity to really express our true self. And so in my book, really what I speak about, and the first chapter is conception, and the journey of self continues, and the last chapter is death, the journey of self continues. And for me, the moment of our conception, the moment of our birth, is the opportunity to access that part of us, which I call the self, and to live from that part of us. And very distinct from living life from the mind. So life for me is this gift we have to be all of who we are in our relationships with what brings us the most fulfillment and joy, which when we can separate ourselves from our mind, uh, reveals a very different journey, one that is not shaped by the needs, the wants, the shoulds, the world that the mind defines us by, but truly lets us experience just the fundamental core of who we are, which is oneness, togetherness, honor, and an experience of real peace and love. What a wonderful answer. Thank you. So my follow-up question is, what do you think is the opposite of life? I'm not sure what the opposite of life would be because I feel that every, that just the mere fact that we're alive at any given moment is an opening for a new experience. And so I mean, you can't really say death because that's not really in the equation. I really feel life is a journey that we're on 
And at any given moment, we have access to flip the switch to whatever we want it to be for us. So I don't know that there's an opposite to life because life itself is a journey and it's one where we take by virtue of that we're here. So life has no opposites. It's just life, right? Yes. What and where is the mind and how is the mind different from the self? Great. So if you open up your head, you're not going to really see a mind. You're going to see your brain. So we know that we all have a mind. We, we just naturally like have the mind as part of us of who we are. But what has what I bring be very distinct is that I distinguish between the part of you called the mind and the part of you that's called the self. So you could say for the mind is what you're listening to all the time and you trust and you act on. The only problem with the mind is that the mind isn't who we are because sometimes we don't trust the mind and we trust another part of us. And when we do, unbelievable results happen. Like things occur that looks like lucky or magical or wow, where did that come from? So I call that part the self. And what I do is I have people become aware of these two parts of us. Because the self, like the mind, you can hear it, but we've just never been trained to listen to it. And so like the mind, you can't see it, but you can hear it. You can't see the self, but you can hear it. And when you can train yourself to hear the difference in how they sound, what they feel like, what happens when the mind tells you something versus what happens when you can listen for what yourself is saying about the same situation, you have a very different experience of what's happening. So the self, you call it the self, would that be the same as what most of us call God or intuition, spirit, the source? You know, I, I, would, I would define that as more the source than I would say God or the spirit or anything like that. And, and the only reason for that is because when you use certain words, the mind has a strong connection to what that means. And, and, in, and even the word the self is out there, but for me, the way I use the self as a distinction, it's only in reference to the mind. And when you have the self referenced against the mind, you have a very different experience of what that word means. The self is really the absence of the mind in what I do in the practice of connecting. So I say this practice of connecting, which is connect, listen, trust, act, that when you connect, you are literally disengaging the mind as who you are and you're accessing the self as who you are. And the moment that you do that, you have shifted the way you vibrate. You have shifted the way you resonate. You have altered your cellular vibration to have what there is to know from yourself become as available to you as the way we wake up in the morning and the only thing we're listening to is our mind. And that is where the self is a distinction onto itself. I like they use the self, but yeah, this word has been used too in many spiritual traditions and now it's being explored more. I'm wondering if the mind has 
been already conceptualizing the word self? You know, Valeria, this is what for me has this practice be different. And in my website, you'll see I speak a lot about beyond meditation, only because we all are familiar with meditation and and the practice itself. But as long as you have the mind in play, everything is being processed through the mind. So the mind is shaping all of how you see and experience everything. It is the role it plays in our life. What what occurs in, in, in this journey I speak of, this practice called connecting, is you begin to recognize the mind for its role, which is a tool to be in the experience of your life, not who you are. And so that fundamental shift that in connect, where you dis- unplug, release, disconnect, let go of the mind, literally in a connection, which could be anywhere from two minutes to three minutes to five minutes to 10 minutes, you are letting go of every thought the mind has. But not only that, you have released it as as who you are, and you now are fully connected to yourself. And you can listen, you can trust, you can act. And those answers, the guidance, the actions you get to take, shapes your life very differently. What is the meaning of freedom to you? What is to be free? Freedom for me is the moment you have released and let go of every thought that you're engaged in from your mind. It leaves you in a now with a blank canvas. And in that moment, you are free. Is that possible to live without thoughts, with the reference of memories and concepts and ideas? Well, no, it's not, because to be human is to have the three parts of us, which I say is the mind, the self, and the body. And you, we will always have that because that is a dimension of being human, is to have our memories, our past, and all of that. And one of the things that I have and bring up is that we live in a duality because we can never get rid of our mind. Neither do we want to because memories are awesome. So for example, you know, if there's somebody that you love that has passed away, you have a memory of them. But what happens is when the mind then tags what that means, how you should feel, what emotions you have, when that comes with it, then you're not left in the experience of the profound love that you shared with them. You're left with maybe the sadness they're not here or the sorrow that they're gone or whatever the mind might be making up in that moment. And this is in its simplest way, the opportunity of having both of these parts of you available to you. Is this a practice, this idea of letting go of the mind or understanding what the nature of the mind, let's say, and understanding the self, is this a practice, a dance, or an understanding? It's, it's actually a practice. It is a practice called connecting, just like meditation is a practice. But it's a very different kind of practice because one of the things that has it be the next level in self-help or you know, what's beyond meditation. I mean, you could sit down and sort of quiet your mind and be calm, but but connecting is very active. So what happens after you practice connecting as a way of living life, um, you start to be more available to yourself in a moment of now. 
So for example, let's say you're connecting around, you know, a meeting you have to go to and, you know, you just want to know, well, what is there for me to know? Because what a connection does is that it always presences what is there for me to know about unfolding my journey in X area from myself. That's a connection. It's a statement, right? So let's say you practice daily. So for example, and I'm jumping around a little, but let's say you're in my monthly like uh, membership or my yearly membership, you'll get audios that release your mind. You are releasing your mind. You don't really have to understand the mind, Valeria. You don't have to learn it. You don't have to know it. You just release it. It's going to be there. There's no problem with that. You're going to build a muscle to now tune into yourself, you could say, and then you start to hear things. So you might be in this interview and you may, you may feel like, you know, you, you connected, you're like, all is well, just be yourself, whatever. And so let's say the first thing that happens in a connection is you eliminate all fear, all anxiety, all worry, all concern, because those are energies of the mind. And you, and you presence like all is well, like it's okay, you're fine, like that sort of energy, right? So you're in the meeting and you're there, but the mind doesn't go away and you notice you start to feel anxious or worried or something. In that moment, you can literally release that and step into that moment. And you may just find yourself saying something that you never even thought you would say to them. It came out of nowhere. You didn't even know it was within you. And suddenly you're saying this thing and it sounds brilliant to you and them. And you're like, well, where did that come from? And that's, and that's how it works. Yeah, it's not practice. Like you said, it's not exactly a practice. It is an understanding. Hmm. Well, no, but no, but when you're in the pro- in the program, you actually want to daily, like how you brush your teeth or you take your coffee. Like I have yeah. many members, like when they take their coffee every morning, they open the email they got from me and they read it through and they put their headset on and for five minutes they release the mind and then they go off in their day. It is a practice though, because you have to consciously release the mind to develop that muscle. But what happens, it then becomes... A new, the word I want to use is awareness. You develop a different awareness. So for example, let's say you're doing this for a year, right? And then you're in a family gathering and somebody says something and somebody gets upset and annoyed and it triggers you. You might, you'll find yourself maybe even saying something, but then you notice that, wait a second now, that that I'm saying isn't really true to myself because that's not coming from myself. And so you can stop yourself. So, but then you might go home and you might connect on what is there for me to know about being with my family from myself now. And you'll get more depth about what that journey is about. See, the thing is that we're, what's amazing about living from the self is that life becomes a journey and there's nothing happening to you. And and see, I believe that we're in a new paradigm. Like that's why for me, these four tools is a game changer in life now, because there isn't anything out there. And people might talk about the self or they may talk about the mind, but this is very distinct. This is connect, listen, trust, and act. And it's a practice that has you 
let go and release the mind as you. Everything the mind knows about you, every it's like a computer that the most sophisticated computer that has tracked every from the moment you were born, every incident. Imagine that is not available to you. It's gone. And you in that moment, with none of that there, can access what is there for me to know about, you know, like having no job now with the virus. Well, guess what? You'll get stuff that you could never even think of. It reveals a pathway forward that you could never even, from the mind, assess, conclude, make happen, work hard. That's all the mind. The the self takes you there. It sounds very much like um, being reborn. Yes, yes, it is. A that was my experience when I experienced this for myself, Valeria. It was like a rebirth because we, I, I'm just going to, I, for me, this is my personal opinion after two decades of this practice. What we're in the experience of is a disconnect. And the fundamental disconnect is we're plugged into our mind. And we live from our mind and we may read a lot of books and we may do a lot of things and we may, but what is different about connecting and this practice is that nobody is giving you answers. Nobody's giving you tips and techniques. Nobody, no, it doesn't mean you can't be informed, but how many new shows are you going to look at? That's going to tell you, do this for your health, eat this for your body. This week it's this, this, no, but when you connect, what is you get it from yourself and it's what works for you in your journey now and it's so freaking and it's so amazing because you live free free from the mind's anxieties about all the little stuff that we deal with all the time and that is a great definition for freedom (laughs) for sure at this time what do you think is the world's greatest need well For me, it's a recognition that we have access to what we're thinking and where our thoughts are coming from. That, I feel, is our most powerful need. Um, I believe that the mind has taken over our experience of life and that I'm not one of those people that think that, you know, technology isn't good and phones isn't good. And listen, I have an iPhone, I have an iPad, I have a Mac, I work, but because I don't live from my mind, that means I can release my mind. I can let it go. That doesn't shape me. I get to use it as a tool. And and that is so different. And, and I feel, and my thought is this, okay, that because the mind is about our survival It has to disconnect us. It has to always find the things that removes us. It's not that we want to. Fundamentally, we care and love each other. Fundamentally, we as human beings have this innate connection that love is what we really feel. But when we are only living from the mind, we are shaped by the experience that the mind lives in. And One of the things in my story is that I, you know, I finished college and I worked and, you know, did all the things we're supposed to do, you know, make money. I was a recruiter. I was like, like, you know, I didn't, it was, I could open up a new office and I could go and just have more abundance or, you know, be more fulfilled. It wasn't just about the money, but 
the experience for me is I just had to pull the plug because making money, you know, having a job, getting married, having a family, when that is the only thing that we live from as who we are, we get lost, we get disconnected, we feel like, uh, but, and the mind defines that as that's what it is to be a human being. That's what it is to be fulfilled and satisfied. Let me go on another vacation. Let me lose that weight. Let me, let me, you know, like have my grandkids. And it doesn't mean those things don't make us happy and fulfilled. But what's needed right now is with the virus, a global pandemic, it has stopped life for human beings to pause, to really look at, well, what is this journey we're on really all about if it's not going to work or let me just go hang out with my friends or it doesn't mean you don't do all those things, but it's a moment to have us get like, there is something else going on here for us as human beings. And are we willing to tap into it? And it doesn't live from how our mind defines who we are and why we're here. It's the most wonderful thing. I agree with you. And I think we, I mean, all of us will be a completely different reality if we all do this. But I'm wondering how can we even begin to think this way, even to think, intellectualize this idea of not living from the mind and like you call it, the self will be becoming more aware that we are a lot more than that. Like for you, how did you come into this awareness of yourself? I shared a little bit about working and pulling the plug, but fundamentally, my experience of myself is life literally didn't make sense to me ever since I was growing up because just living to do all the things we did, one plus one didn't equal two for me. And so most of my life was really this doing all the things we know how to do as a human being and everything my mind told me I should do. And I did that. I then left working and doing, I found, I began to work in the field of transformation. And I did that for about a decade, working with people to really have a life of possibility. And when that wasn't it, I had nowhere else to go. I, I just knew that this compelling feeling of why am I here? And what is there that we're really here for, or I'm here for? And the only thing I knew very powerfully in that moment, and I was about 34 years old, the only thing I knew in that moment is that I could not go into life for the answer because I'd done it all since I was 15 and nothing, uh, nothing that I did came close to what uh, a fulfillment for that. And it was in that kind of experience of, you know, I did rebirthing, I grew up Roman Catholic, I went to ashrams, I did chanting, I did energy work, I, you know, I Roman Catholic, all of it, right? So, and in a moment of simply sitting down with this profound, but it was very, very profound awareness, an awareness that came from a place that could not control my mind, that I was not going to go anywhere. There was no job to take. There was nobody to talk to. There was nothing to do. I had nowhere. It was a total full stop. And as I sat there day after day, there was an extreme moment of shift in consciousness and awareness where I experienced that this, my mind disappeared and this 
this meaning that thoughts from my mind stopped, in other words, and I, I could not experience my mind talking to me is what I'm trying to say. And this inner communication that I intuitively or instinctively knew was me arose. And it's a vibration. It's an energy that's called the self. And that's the energy that is in all my audios. That's the energy that is evoked in every aspect of connecting. And that is what connecting is. Now, I facilitate that through my programs, which I've really made it affordable for everyone. Like my monthly is like $20 a month. And I mean, this, I even have a um, beyond meditation challenge where it's $10 a month. I'm not, I'm really interested in people experiencing this shift. And I believe that the more people could experience this shift, they themselves can develop this awareness of the, the diff, of releasing the mind because you can't conceptually release the mind. It's, it's just not possible because you're trying to have the mind release itself. I love the way you say that, the term uh, releasing the mind. It's almost like uh, we are holding on to it. So the idea is to let it go. Yeah. And, you know, it's also important to understand, Valeria, that when we're born, when we come out, the moment we come out and we're there, what you see is a physical form. And the mind hooks in to that's who you are. And so you grow up in that experience. Now, I work with seven-year-olds, kids. I've worked with 12-year-old kids. And their shift is immediate. Like on one call with me, I'm like, well, what is it that you got out of this call? 45 minutes. That I have a mind and I have a self. And my mind makes me feel sad and angry. And when I, and myself is I don't feel like that. Like they, they connect and they have that experience, but it's, 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 that's a gift because you're, you, ha we need our mind. We need our mind to tell us, listen, you need to look before you cross the road. You know, you need the mind to do the due diligence. You need the mind to wake us up and do all the things, put on our clothes, whatever, cook our food, whatever. But but it, it, it the sh the shift is is the is the misidentification that that is who we are those thoughts that come up in our mind you know I, I just one thing if I I look at people and I know people take actions that they wonder afterwards why did I do that they weren't there do you understand the mind whatever it was that occurred just sped all these thoughts that just totally have them take an action. And, and, and I'm not saying everybody does that, but I'm saying that's how we live. Like, oh, you know what? I don't think I love my husband anymore or my wife anymore. I, I shouldn't be in this marriage. I, I'm telling you, if they connected, whatever their journey is about in that relationship would become available to them because it's never the other person. And you'll be able to, to take actions that shape a very different experience of, of your relationship. I mean, I've been married for 20 years and I'm not the person that should ever live with another human being. So if I didn't have the necklace and trust that, I wouldn't be with someone. And I wonder how people do it because I'm telling you, the mind is very powerful and it's controlling and it will never let go of its control. Do you ever use the word God? 
Well, I don't use the word God. I probably would use the word source. And the reason is because there's so much. Okay, there's so much in what that word means. In my book, I talk about the mind, the current paradigm, right? I call it the current paradigm. And in the paradigm of the mind, everything has so much meaning that you're just, it's just very, um, in other words, you pull the mind in. And so I actually would use more like, um, I really do use who you are. I mean, as I said, I grew up Roman Catholic and it says we're made in the likeness and image of God. And I feel that the era we're in is more about being that expression in our life. And that is what happens from self. Self is the, will always, 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 and forever have you honor another there is nothing other than that and and all the the hurt you we feel you know we feel hurt we feel we feel shunned we feel um you know sad about situations we feel um you know like the experience and the emotions that we feel it, you can't change it i mean one of the things i say is how many times can you see i am powerful i am worthy but you could say those words, but it doesn't make you feel that way because it's impossible to have those feelings from yourself. What the self, I mean, from the mind, what the mind holds on to is those emotions that you feel like, like when, you know, when my sister did something and I thought she was more smarter than me or, or had a better figure than me, that doesn't go away. But that is why you can't change the mind's patterns. Um, and in connecting, you totally, you totally like let them go. You, you, you now it's not like you let them go and they're gone, right? Because remember, those patterns we grew up in and it shapes us, and those patterns are part of our makeup, our DNA. But what happens is you don't have to act from what the mind is saying those patterns are about you because you've released it, you've totally unplugged it. And you, you're listening to, well, what is there for me to know about honoring myself in the, my relationship? Or what is there for me to know about um, loving myself this week? And you will have amazing things that come up. It'll be unlike anything you could imagine because it is so different than what the mind is telling you. Do you call this practice, what do you do, releasing the mind, connecting with the, the self? Do you call all this uh, spirituality? I don't, you know, the, the name of the book is you are spiritual being on a spiritual journey. But when you read the book, you don't actually have it. That word is not in the book. It, you really talk about the mind and the self. It, I mean, it talks about the mind and the self. Um, I don't because I don't uh, tag it as whatever that means. See, um, it, it, it's not it, it's 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 really a lifestyle. It's 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 living in a new awareness that. You, you're that you know you're not your mind I mean it's a it's um it it you know I have um companies that that work from connecting um people that have never done anything spiritual that use connect listen trust and act in their day-to-day -day life so I wouldn't say that it is because I mean it fits into it I mean it's great I have to tell you the truth. One of the things about maybe people who are in a spiritual community or so might find the mind very 
powerful in how it thinks this is, which is still like keeping them in the mind. So I think this is just a whole new paradigm shift in how we can live as human beings. I think you call it in your book, you say knowing. It is a knowing. And it is, right? Okay. This is so great what you said, because I just want to presence this. So we talk about wisdom. We talk about, we read all these things. Now, I think it's great to have all of that. I say that's still the current paradigm, because I say, you know, people that have, that practice Connect, Listen, Trust, and Act, people think, people all of a sudden think like, wow, how did you, wow, you know, like, okay, let's think about kids, right? Kids now, they come up with all these things and people are like, oh, that's an old that's an old soul. Oh, how do they know that? Yeah. Well, they're just accessing the same thing you access from the self. What happens as they grow up is that that goes to the background because that part of them isn't cultivated. They don't they don't they don't get that that is where they can go to for answers. Like a parent who is, you know, I have parents who have have their children connecting or connecting as a parent around their children and children are labeled as ADD or ADHD and all of that. And they connect and their child totally changes because they're letting go of the reality that is shaped from the mind's world. And that you asked me before, what do you, I think we're going through? I believe that the reality that we live in that's shaped by what the mind is telling us our reality can no longer give us the kind of life that really brings us fulfillment and satisfaction for um, what is possible and available when we when we access ourselves. So let's talk about now more specifically about your work. And my first question had to be this one: How did you become a writer? Well. <laughs> Writing found me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's a better question. I, I not, yeah, writing found me because, you know, this is such a demonstration of Connect, Listen, Trust, Act, because I, in connecting, got to just write. If you ask me how those chapters were written, I do not recall how they were <laughs> written because they were written from a place that was not involved, my, did not involve my mind. And so the source for what there was to say and, and how to lay it out came from that place. And what occurred is I had done, you know, I'd done a lot of workshops. I did a lot of uh, programs. I was, um, I lead an executive program with my husband where he and I co-lead it together. And I bring this really the power of the self in, in it. And that's where I was saying there's executives all over, like many people from many parts of the world that practice this, this practice of connecting and running an organization. And in connecting, I, I actually got to write the book and I didn't know what to write, like from my mind. So I kept connecting. The title came from there. The, what, we, what, to call the first chapter. And if I tell you the truth, it just flowed. And, 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 you know, really, when you think about it, there are people who write songs like that, right? They say they go to that place where they, it just comes out of them. And um, I marvel that the book got written. Oh, and, you know, I actually took an action that said, you know, send it out to publishing companies. I just took the action. But see, the great thing about the act step 
is that when you act, you're not acting with, with the, you know, like from the mind, like I'm sending this out because. So it's not like that. Act is simply to just trust whatever came come from yourself. So when I got send this out, I, I just did. I didn't think about it anymore. And then I, a published company said, hey, we'd like to publish your book. So it, it that's what happened. And now um, there's going to be many more books written, but I feel like that one occurred that way. And now, you know, six years later, I can see that given where we are in this paradigm shift, there's more for me to say. And I think that's going to bring another consciousness in my being a writer, as you would call it. But I think that I'm going to go to that same source because that's the only place I know to go to for what there is to know about writing the book now. And then I'll just get it and I'll write it. That makes me think about another idea that we talk a lot about here too on this podcast, intuition. It's like being inspired by the unknown. So that kind of sounds like that too. Yeah, it does. And I want to preface that the practice of connecting, connect, listen, trust, act, is the conscious choice to disengage the mind. Because then your intuition isn't um, isn't blended in with the mind. Oh, because it could, right, Dira? Mm. Yeah, and when you don't have the, the two separate, it does. And that's why somebody might say, oh, I just have a gut feeling that I should leave my job. Well, that didn't come from yourself. I promise if I talk to that person and I had them connect, that's not what's coming from their self. That could happen then. Whatever we call intuition could be just a subtle voice from the mind. And we are now not able to distinguish does the self choose to be in the body or once in the body, we have the choice to connect with the self? Well, the self for me is what chooses to be here for the journey. And at conception, we have a mind and then the body gets formed. So the self chooses. That means that the self before coming in the body, it's somewhere. Would that be the case? Yeah, I mean, and that's where one of the things that you develop as you become somebody that lives from this connectless and trust act is you develop a very powerful relationship to energy as real. So you you are in the physical, but you are simultaneously um, in the experience of energy as a dimension of who you are. So, for example, I recently, in a few years ago, I had like three very like close family members that passed away. And the experience that that their energy is is here, is available, is, is very real. Uh, it, it's but so then you don't have to deal with well, what happens when you are not here and what does it mean? And because you're not anywhere, you're right here, you're here in your body you're here doing whatever you're doing and that's all that matters and so so the self is is um is an energetic force it's a vibration that resonates it's the eternal essence of who we are it it is that that is more real because literally if if you take from the time you're born to the time you leave that's like a blink of an eye 
but the 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 essence of who you are is eternal and that's the self so that is not really separate from anything it doesn't exist outside of this reality right indira i mean it doesn't exist as individual entity let's say no it does not exist as an individual however each person's self is is, is distinct by virtue of you know th- their experience of what they're in in the human form so you're always in a play between the mind your mind and yourself and your mind is designed to Okay, let me just say, for the mind, there is no existence of self. The mind is only on one path. You're here to survive. And you got to do whatever you need to do to survive. And by virtue of that energy, you just live life in this, like, what you got to do. But what's driving it is what the mind is telling you you got to do. And even being a parent, I'm just using that as an example, your mind's like, oh, this is what it means to be a, a parent. Well, you could read all the books and follow everything, but you could have a child that no matter what you do, you're not in the experience that you can provide what you know you can provide. You have this inner knowing there's more to bring to your child. And that's what you get access to from the self, because the self is that all knowing, that inner wisdom that only activates in a now. So it's not like there's some book somewhere that it pulls from. No, in that moment of now, as your journey that you chose to be in this body, to live this life, in that moment of what you were experiencing, because you came in to experience exactly what you were experiencing, in that moment, what you get access to is the knowing that serves the best expression of who you are for the best life you're here to experience. Yeah, that sounds, uh, well, obviously wonderful. (laughs) That's what we want to experience, I agree. I have heard, and I do interview some people about the soul's journey. So this idea of being somewhere as an individual, as a separate entity. Would you make any comments about that? You know, I I wouldn't. um, I don't think there's any need to because... The practice of connecting is such a being in the now experience and and having the knowing that there is to trust and act on, to listen, trust and act, that that takes away that experience of of that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, the only thing I would say about it is that the personality, the, the word I would use there is an essence, there's an essence that we embody when we're in our physical form. And that essence, as we leave, stays in, in, in the essence of who we are. And whether that is, you know, I, I don't know how to really hold the soul, except for me, it's just more of the eternal you. Which is not separate. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, that Whatever that is about being back and not being back or does it, you know, all of that, like I, I don't have, I'm not related to that because I, I feel like that is a world that takes us away from the now of our journey. What I think comes to me is that that's duality again. So I'm just wondering if there is another dimension of duality outside of the body. Well, this is how this is how I want to sh- explain that. The more that you live from connect, listen, trust, and act, you're going to be tuned in to the 
eternal energy called you. And that is because the for the mind, what you're seeing and touching is the only thing that matters. For the self, your energy becomes more available. Like I could sit here and, and, and I can think about my mom, but because I'm not thinking about her from my mind, my experience is that I am in touch with just the joy of just knowing she's here alive and she's my mom, right? So, so that energy starts to become more accessible and real. So I have, for example, in my, as I said, I've been on this journey that has kept unfolding itself from myself. I remember when I went to Delphi, Greece, and the moment I landed there, I experienced that my life there is an energy that I embody in living here now. And so you become aware that you've had experiences that shape um, the way your mind pattern is and therefore allows you to release what I call the vows and the patterns that the mind has um, that that comes in with you. Remember, at conception that shape the experience you're going through. What if I said to you that the parents you're born into, the culture you're born into, the community you're born into are all designed to keep the mind in place? And this is why, for me, there is no point in trying to work through the mind. Uh, it, 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 it's never going to change the way it is. It, it's like, it's just, I mean, you might understand more or be more, I mean, you could be more compassionate, understanding. I mean, we become great human beings. And this is really for people who live very highly successful, spiritual lives. And that's amazing. And I'm saying there's still something very different when you unplug and release the mind as who you are, because what you get from yourself will shape a very different experience of the journey. And that is where any life you've ever had or any experience you've ever gone had you it only becomes more of who you become when you're here by being able to connect listen trust and act how do we know indira when we are there when we are finally acting from the self in a still from the mind in a subtle way well you know in my programs i the audios that you have access to and that you get is always separating it out for you. And that's why it makes it simple because you're don't, you're shifting out of your mind just by even reading one of my emails, you shift out of the mind because the whole energy of my brand is self. And so there isn't a get, there is, it's so funny because there is never an arrival, okay? Mm-hmm. There is, there, you know, there. I've had people who listen to the audios and release the mind and they just fall asleep for like weeks, mm-hmm. but their life is changing. Right. They find themselves lighter. They find themselves more at peace with what's going on. They find themselves like um, the mind doesn't climb all over them and make them feel like, you know, oh, the situation isn't right or whatever happens to us as we live our life because something could drop on our doorstep that just activates something in our life, right? And and um, so 
there isn't you you know because the moment you listen to an audio whether it's five minutes seven minutes ten minutes the moment you get out of that your whole energetic field has altered because yeah you talk about energy and you use some specific words that's interesting to me the language of energy you say uh, vibrate resonate and frequency and you said too that that changed the DNA changed. It changed the body itself. Now it's almost reprogrammed. I like that idea. Yes. <laughs> it's very interesting. And um, to me, it's the dance of life. It's wonderful. And I include the mind because everything's included, obviously. I don't think anything's separate. So everything's beautifully connected. But it's just accessing it. The way I see it, it's just less suffering if we come from a place you call self. So if you come from that place, then, yeah, we suffer less. Yeah, and Valerie, the, the, the thing about connecting as a practice, it's very deliberate because you write down what actions am I to be in. Part of a connection is what actions am I to be in. And so I say, look, if you have 10% of your actions a day come from yourself, you'll experience a very different experience in your life. Then imagine having 20%, imagine having 30%, imagine having 40% come from yourself. And where is it going to come from? Well, you connect on anything. You connect on your relationship with your children, your relationship with your parents, your relationship with your body, your relationship with your work today, your relationship with getting in a meeting. Your inter- I mean, it is remarkable. And then you get what actions am I to be in? Whatever actions you get, you write it down. I have people get a journal and they, this is how you begin because it's like a child that never learned how to walk. You know, you, you, you have to begin to practice this releasing on letting go of the mind. And that's why I made my monthly membership easy and even give people a way in to just begin. Just, just listen to these audios that's going to release your mind. Just, just put a little pinhole in it because it, it, it is where you begin to fundamentally just talk about stress not being in your life. Just talk about the mind is, is always going to bring to the forefront what's not okay. I mean, just think True. about it. it. All the great things could be happening, but you never get, it doesn't show up in your space. It's like a memory. Oh, yeah, I remember when I was like at that party, I felt really great. But now look, oh, I got to clean the house. I got to organize my stuff. Um, I got my business isn't where it should be. Oh, look, th- these people are doing that. I should go do that. It is so, I don't even know. I can't live like that anymore because what I do is I connect. And I said, well, what is there for me to know about my business with, uh, let me make this up, doing webinars for kids? Because I see so many people doing it and maybe I should do it. And and I'll get, well, well, it's okay. Don't, you know, it's fine. You're fine where you are. I remember for three years, I kept connecting on what is here for me to know about, you know, going back and getting a degree, another degree, so people could really listen to what I have to say. And every time I connected, I got, no, on my mind wouldn't stop. It'd be, no, you need to go do that. No, you need to go do that. No, you need to go do that. And I just kept trusting and acting what I got from myself. Wow. 
I love the words that you chose to use for your program, your method, connecting, the trust, the listening, and then acting from that place. And you also talk about living this authentic life. That might be the way of really knowing when we are being authentic. I love your method. And it, it is a vibration, energetic thing, too, because I feel it when you're talking. It's very clear to me. So thank you, Indira. <laughs> so before I ask you my final questions, would you like to add anything or read a passage in your book? Okay, so I'm, I'm just going to read this. I just opened the book. So let me just read something, okay? Yeah. yeah. So karmic energies, how the mind is designed to use up your time in life. Karmic energies are energies from your past that get triggered by some person or situation in life. They are designed to use up your time in life and never give you access to yourself. A karmic energy is arising whenever you get upset, annoyed, concerned, or worried. Karmic energies are energies that resonate in the mind as a truth about you, others, and situations. These energies are experienced again as real in this lifetime, when you feel threatened or sense a perceived danger. They are simply reconfirming the truths your mind came into life with. That's what I, so can you hear in that how you can climb as many mountains as you want, you could sit for hours and just try to remove yourself from life, but you're not going to get away from the mind's truths and beliefs that is even affirmed from other experiences you've been in when you've been in a physical form. And this is why the new paradigm is the self. When I asked you to read a passage from your book or add anything, and then you said, I don't know, I'm not sure, I didn't prepare anything, and you wanted to open, you just opened the book, right? Yes. That, page. that was exactly what I had in front of me that I, <laughs> no. I was about to tell you. Can you read that part about karmic energies? <laughs> yeah. So that means I needed to hear that. That's so interesting. Thank you. Yeah, that's how connected everything is. And the self is everything. It's everywhere, right? Yeah. Thank you, Indira. What was the hardest lesson to learn about yourself or about the mind? <laughs> The hardest lesson that I continue to have to learn about the mind is how strong and controlling it is and how it is designed to assure that I never live the journey of my true self and experience that me while I'm in my body. And that of everything that, you know, that there isn't a, there is no kumbaya, there is no panacea, there is no like one day the clouds are going to part and it's going to be nirvana. That is the illusion that the mind creates. And that is why I love the practice of connecting. And I'm so committed that people get this because to release that illusion and to be able to let go of your mind and literally know you can listen, trust, and act from yourself and be in the now is where the most joy, fulfillment, and enrichment lives. Because you know what? You could leave this next moment and somehow find yourself no longer in your body 
So there is no future. There is nowhere we're going. And that's what I love so much about Connect, Listen, Trust, and Act. And the ex- and that's why you need a practice and you need support because the mind's control is absolute. Absolute. I mean, let's face it, people put a bomb around them and blow themselves up. The mind makes us believe anything we want to believe. It is truly, truly the fight between are we going to listen to our mind or are we going to tune in to ourselves for the guidance and answers for our life? So true. That choice here we have every moment, right? Choosing one or the other. True. Yeah. And uh, two more questions. If you knew you would lose the body soon, would you change anything or do anything differently? Oh, what an amazing question. And the answer is no. And it's and it's no, because if I can tell you that at any moment I have access to being connected to all everybody I love, like there's nothing I need to say because I daily, every hour, every second, I'm simply in the awareness of where's my mind? Is my mind taking over? And it does. My mind takes over all the time. You know, I, I, my sister and I have something and my mind's right there and it takes me weeks or days to release it. But that is the only thing I'm interested in doing. And no, I am totally and utterly in a place of now and knowing that where I am is exactly where there is for me to be and all is well. (laughs) I love your answer. (laughs) My last question, what are three things about life you know for sure as of now? Well, I know for sure that every day that I have to be here in my physical form is a gift. I know for sure that every moment that I can look out my window and actually see the tree out there or the sunlight or someone and not be in my thoughts about something else is a gift. And I know for sure that each and every single human being is here to really, really be in the gift to know that they can live from their magnificence when they can connect to the self and have the kind of joy and fulfillment that is the birthright of of being human. Yes, a thousand times for the three things you said, <laughs> for everything actually you have said today. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for deep wisdom. I really appreciate that and everything you do, Indira, and what you know and what you're sharing with this reality. That's wonderful. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be with you. You are incredible and it was a real joy to be in this conversation with you. Where can we find more information about you, your books, course, products, services, and future projects? Great. So where you will find all of that is on my website, indiralife.com. So that's I-N-D-I-R-A life.com. And there you will find um, my, my programs. My book is listed there. And feel free to send me an email. Uh, at indira at indiralife.com if you have anything you want to share with me or anything that you need or any questions that you have i would love to hear from you 
Wonderful. Thank you so much again, and we'll talk soon. Thank you, Valerie. Thank you, Dira. Bye for now. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Indira Dial Dominguez and her work, please visit indiralife.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. I want to thank the Patreon members, Lawrence McGrath, Mark Basden, Terry Clayton, and Aidan Vickrock. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.